You're the one that is in the power seat. You don't have to say yes. What you get to do is say yes when you feel like it's a good fit. When that person is your ideal patient, when that person is really invested in their outcome, they want the transformation more than anything, they are desperate for help, and you know how to help them. Then you get to say yes. Welcome to The Clinical Entrepreneur, a business podcast that's dedicated to healthcare practitioners just like you who are hustling every day to build a business and a life you're proud of. Join me, Rhonda Nelson, as I share my own experiences and extract actionable advice from industry experts about what it takes to build and scale a profitable wellness practice. We're going to talk today about how to turn a no into a yes. You know, we've all had patients that, you know, they come in, they sit down, you're chatting with them, and then it comes to, you know, the actual conversation of like, do they want to work with you? Do they not want to work with you? Maybe they're just like tire kicking, asking about price, that kind of thing. But you know that those potential patients will ask you or even people that might be interacting with you on social media that there's always a question under the question. There's always something else that's driving the conversation or the reason that they're asking the question. And it might be because they have had a bad experience in the past or maybe they kind of heard about you, but they think maybe you do a little bit of voodoo. It's kind of weird. You do that muscle testing thing, or you don't know what's going on behind the scenes, behind the questions. So when you're faced with that type of situation where I guess you're in a situation where you feel like you have to sell someone on what you do, does that make sense? Sometimes they'll call and just say, I want to schedule a new appointment, but that does happen. But certainly there are opportunities that you have where further conversation is warranted. And that's where we often get into a position where we're almost, I mean, I don't like to use the word sell, but it really is what we're doing. You may not want to call it that, but we're basically trying to convince them that we can help. We are convincing the person in a very kind you know, way. We're not doing anything sleazy or slimy over here, or at least I hope you're not. But you want to make sure that you think about this as in how are you serving the patient, not how are you trying to convince them to work with you. So turning a no into a yes involves several different things. And I want to get into some deeper questions that you might want to ask them here in a second. But let me pose a mindset reframe, if you'll allow me to. When you are working with or talking to a patient, We often come at that conversation from a place of, I need you, because you're looking at your schedule going, I really need more people. You know, there's always going to be some attrition. You're always going to lose people. They move or they ghost you or you just get them better. And so there has to be an ongoing pipeline of people that are coming in. So you might be looking at your schedule going, oh, this is looking a little, you know, sparse. I need some people. So the emphasis there is I need. Now you get a hot lead, right? You got a lead coming in. You're like, yeah, baby, I'm going to get this person on my schedule. I'm going to convince them. Are you hearing me? I'm going to help them see that they need to work with me because frankly, 
I need them because I need more new patients. So do you see where the emphasis is there? Whether you think about it or not, it's always running in the background. It has to. We're human. This is just what happens. But instead, the mindset shift or reframe I want you to think about is how can you turn that around and come to the person or into that conversation? Maybe it's in a free 15-minute call that you offer. I like them, but I think they have to be structured in a way that it is actually a sales call, but it's structured. Those free calls need to have this concept I'm going to share with you as the foundation. And the concept is this. You, my friend, are the one with the ninja skills. You have spent time honing your skill, making sure that you provide a really exceptional experience and that the patient gets a transformation that they need. But The patient is the one with the problem. They're the ones that have reached out to you. They're the ones that are saying, yeah, I really do need some help. So let me ask you, who is in the driver's seat? That would be you, my friend. You are the one that's in the driver's seat. They're the ones that have come to you. They're the ones that are asking you. So yes, your schedule may look a little sparse and thin. And they have the ability to say yes or no in the same exact way that you have the ability to say yes or no. So when you come at this conversation, not from a place of I need, I need, I need. Instead, you're coming from a place of how can I help you? Let's see if this is going to be a good fit or not. Because how many times have we said yes to someone and they ended up being a nightmare patient? We've all had it happen, all of us. And you look back and every time you say, yeah, I saw that one coming. I should have known better. I knew better when they said I've been practitioner hopping. No one can help me. You know, you can help me. And then we're like, yes, of course I can help you. Like we look back and we see all those red flags, but it, the reason that we said yes is because we were the ones that were quote, and I use this in quotes, desperate for the patient. We need them on our schedule. But what if you change your mindset and you say, well, I need to make sure that I'm going to really be able to take care of you well. So I'm not sure you're going to be a right fit for me. Who? That's spicy right there. What if you came at these conversations that you're having in a free call or just while someone, you know, maybe they call or they email and they're just wanting to ask questions. This is the mindset reframe for you. You're the one that is in the power seat. You don't have to say yes. What you get to do is say yes when you feel like it's a good fit. When that person is your ideal patient, when that person is really invested in their outcome, they want the transformation more than anything, they are desperate for help, and you know how to help them, then you get to say yes. This isn't about them saying, I want to make an appointment. This is about you saying, I think I can help you. Do you get what I'm saying? This is such an essential reframe of the way that we think about it. So I want you to think about that. Now, I'm going to give you some questions. I'm going to give you a little bit of a framework. There's a lot more around this inside Clinical Business Academy, but I'm just pulling out some of that information to be able to help you kind of start to think this way. 
Now, when someone has an objection, let's just say it's money, or let's say that it's time, or maybe they don't have the support of their spouse, or you know they're too tired and they don't know how to eat well because they're just too tired to make healthy meals. There's always a question under the question, which is how I started the conversation. So what I want you to think about is asking questions that are directed at two different parts of where they're coming from. So when we make decisions, in other words, the patient's going to say yes or no to us, but we're also going to say yes or no to them. As human beings, we make all decisions based on our emotions. Every decision, even if you are the most logical person in the world, I promise you, it's your emotions that lead. There's lots of research around this. You make the decision emotionally by your feelings and we justify it with our logic, with our head, with our brain. So when you're talking to these prospective patients and you're trying to find the question under the question, what we want to do is we want to speak to their head, the logic side, and their heart, the emotional side. This process or these questions I'm going to give you do that, but they do it in a very specific way. So if you can, you're not driving, you're not doing anything unsafe, you might want to jot these questions down because these are going to really help you when you're kind of investigating whether someone is going to be a good fit for you. In other words, you get to say yes. The feelings, the heart, the emotion, we want to talk about things that are going to bring excitement and inspiration and possibility and hope and seeing a better future outcome rather than, you know, being stuck in the house because the digestive system is so unpredictable that they can't go anywhere. They're so tired they can't get out of the house or they have gained so much weight that from their thyroid condition that they just feel so uncomfortable being out in public. Those are the emotional heart things. But then the head needs the logical information that's going to justify what it is that they're doing. So here are the questions. Now I'm going to start with the head. I want to get them involved in the logic. I want to get them logic first. So an easy question to ask is, how did you hear about me? That's great. Gives you some market intel, kind of breaks the ice. They can say, oh, you know, my friend so-and-so, realtor in town, said that she had worked with you and she had great results. So I just wanted to call and get a little bit more information about what you do. Great. That's awesome. So now you can write that down, write it down, exactly what she said. And then you can write a thank you note to the realtor who referred them. So there's one question. These are head, logic, reason, fact. We want to ground them in what's real. The second question is, what made you want to get in touch with me right now? This is not feelings. These are facts. Well, the fact is that I have called out sick from work for the better part of two weeks because I can't get out of bed. That's a fact, right? That's the fact. So what made you want to get in touch with me right now? The next question is, tell me a little bit more about what's going on. Describe what's happening with your current health situation. Now, do you see how you are now in the driver's seat? You are asking the questions. They're not asking you. They're not interrogating you. You are in the driver's seat. Oh, you're running the bus. You're running the show here. So tell me about your current health situation. Now, this is where this gets really important. You have to write down what they say word for word. Please do not be 
you know, multitasking. If you can, I recommend that you do it either in person if you have a brick and mortar, these types of interactions, you're face-to-face or you're on a Zoom call if you're virtual. But phones are easy to like put in a load of laundry while you're talking or, you know, you might be checking your email or hit the mute button. We've all done it, right? You hit the mute button because somebody's asking you a question, but you're kind of trying to listen and kind of trying to interact with the person in your environment. Don't do that. You need to be really fully present with them. So you've asked them, what's going on with your health? And now they're going to tell you, and you're going to write all of it down. This is what's happening. I can't get out of bed. I gained too much weight. I really feel miserable. I'm so tired. And then you're going to ask them, how is this impacting your life? What obstacles are you finding that you're not able to do that you want to do? What are the challenges that you're facing that are preventing you from doing and being who you need to be in your world and in your life? because of your health challenge. These are all very fact-based questions. There may be a little bit of feeling that comes in here. You know, I feel bad because I can't be with my kids, but the fact is I'm not with my kids because I'm in bed because I have, you know, so much fatigue and I have Lyme disease. Those are facts. And then finally, the last kind of head-ish question that I'm going to ask is, what things have you done so far and you've tried to help? What have you done so far? Now you're going to get facts. Again, I went to this doctor, they did this. I went to this person, they did this. I went to Dr. Google, they told me to do the apple cider vinegar and maple syrup cleanse with the stand on your head and bathe naked in the backyard, whatever. They are desperate. So you want them to tell you in their own words. Now, I can hear some of you saying, yeah, but why would I ask all these questions if I'm going to ask them again in my new patient paperwork? That is not what this call or this in-person is about. We're not having a conversation with someone to try and get information because we are working with them right then. You're trying to find out whether they're going to be a good fit or not. And again, you're going to want to write down everything. Now, we're going to start to transition them into kind of future pacing. We're still in the head, but we're going to move into the heart and the feeling here in a second. So the next question is, if nothing changes, (laughs) you know where this goes, right? If nothing changes, what does the future look like for you? What does it look like? And then the next question is, what do you see happening three months or six months from now? So you see, now we're leaving the realm of the logic and reason, and now your patient is having to kind of project out into the future a bit like, well, you know, I don't want my kids to grow up without a mom being in their life, and I don't want to not be able to go to their soccer games or to fix healthy meals for them. So yes, all of those are logic. That's facts. But she's also starting to talk about her feelings. What is going to happen three or six months from now? You could say, what do you want your life to be like three to six months from now? See, now she's starting to move from the logic into the heart. Now, here is where you're able to really kind of close the loop on this conversation and turn a no or a maybe into a yes. And now we're going to go in with the heart. Now you're going to ask, what solutions are you looking for that will make you happy? Note the feeling, happy with your progress. What would make you happy with your progress or your outcome? 
She'll say, oh, I need someone who's going to help me feel better. I need someone who's going to like show me what to do and tell me what to take and the diet that's right for me. And I'll take everything. Do you hear all of the emotion that's now her feelings? Now she's getting into like, I really want to get better. And then you're going to say, well, how would achieving this make a difference in your life and in the life of your family? Now you're putting the nail in the coffin, baby. That's what you're going to do. You're going to ask that question. How does this impact your life? When you do that, she has to get really present with the situation, her health condition, the situation that she's in and how that's impacting her family and what she wants that to look like differently. And that's the point when now she's fully in her emotions. I say she, but she or he fully in that emotional feel state is when you get to say, whether you want to work with them or not. That's all. You're moving a conversation from a tire kicking, maybe a no, I don't know about you conversation. And you're very gracefully moving them, first changing your own mindset. And then you're going to move them through some of these questions. You coming from a place of, I need to make sure that I am the right fit for you. It's from compassion, from care, Because you don't want somebody just to fill your schedule. We want someone who is aligned, aligned with what we do, aligned with how we feel, and aligned with our philosophy, and someone who can pay you and show up. You know, we want all those things too. So when you move through these questions like this, starting in the head and then moving into the heart, when you've got those emotions happening, that's when you can say it's authentic for you and true for you. Yes, I absolutely can help you. Now they are like, oh, that's so great. I'm so happy to hear. And it's not because you're trying to coerce, you know, beg, sell. We don't like to use those words, but it's really what we do. And I'm proposing that you come at it from a different direction. Now there's more to this training about what happens after you offer you tell them that you can work with them. Then there's a whole kind of another series of steps that you want to take to finish out that conversation to make sure that they're enrolled and ready and you've let them know what the next steps are, et cetera, addressing money issues, that kind of thing. So that's all inside Clinical Business Academy. But I thought this was such an important conversation for you to have that I wanted to pull out this little bit of the training and give it to you because we're not selling We're not convincing. I don't want you to cajole, convince, try and, you know, beg people to come and work with you. You aren't really begging, but you know what I'm talking about. You've all felt it. Instead, reset, reframe your mindset so that now you get to be the one that says, I need to make sure that you are a right fit for me, not whether I'm a right fit for you. You got to stay in the driver's seat. And when you're in the driver's seat, These questions will help you be able to help them see whether you're the right person or not. And if they're not, and they get an attitude, let's say they start popping off with a mouth, an attitude, and they're like, well, why are you asking me these? You automatically know you just saved yourself a bad patient, friend. So these kinds of conversations are so helpful. So if you don't offer like a free call, You may want to think about it. You could call it an introductory call, a get-to-know-you call. I have some people that call them clarity sessions. I don't know, that one seems a little confusing to me. 
I like to use like a get acquainted call or an inquiry call or informational call. There's lots of words you can use. But if you set these up and you have this kind of structure in place, you'll get far more yeses, so to speak, right? You are saying yes to that ideal patient or that patient that you feel like is going to be a good fit and you know how to help them. You're going to get far more quality patients than you would if you just let anybody and everybody get on your schedule. So I hope this was helpful for you. These are the questions that I have used and I still use and I teach about Inside Clinical Business Academy. If you're frustrated about where your business is, if you're frustrated that it's not growing, it's not doing what you want it to do, you're not making the revenue that you want, you kind of feel like you're a fish out of the water, like, I don't know what to do next. I need help with organization. I need help with planning. I need help knowing how to pay and taxes and all the things, fees, charging for what I'm worth, all the things. I've got you. You need to be inside Clinical Business Academy. I am right now, as we speak, finishing up, redesigning the entire curriculum, and it is flipping amazing, I'm telling you. In fact, I will guarantee that you will not only have benefit, get your investment back when you join, but you will also, I guarantee, your income will go up and it'll go up dramatically. So if you're ready to invest in yourself, invest in your business, invest in your patients, go to rondadelson.com forward slash CBA to join the wait list. It's currently wait list, but the enrollment's gonna open towards the end of February in 2024. And we can only take a few people at a time because of our intense onboarding process. And I, just like you, I want to make sure that I'm the right fit for you. And I will tell you, if we get on a call, I will tell you, uh, 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 I don't think this is the right time. I will shoot straight with you because I don't need you. What I need is to be able to help you. I want to help you. And if that's a good fit, that's where you need to be. So see how I did that? I just worked my magic right with you right there. Anyway, go to rondanelson.com forward slash CBA stands for Clinical Business Academy. The link is in the show notes and take care, friends. I'll see you next week for another episode. 